Welcome, everybody, to the Anime Lounge podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt, alongside with Lance. Today, we are going to be talking about Jobless Reincarnation. So everybody knows, this will be part one of season one, because on Funimation, it is showing as season one. So we thought it was season one until we actually looked into it a little bit deeper and saw that season one and season two are technically supposed to be season one. Lance, what is your adult beverage of choice? Today, I will be drinking some Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye, and I've got a Spotted Cow to chase that down with. What about you, Matt? What are you drinking over there? So I have an Old Fashioned with some Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack, and then I've also got a Spotted Cow to go along with that, per my my usual, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. Spotted Cow is amazing. Yes, it is. And I spent way too long away from Wisconsin. Got to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Lance, what can you give us a synopsis? Sure. The synopsis for Jobless Reincarnation. Let's see. We, uh, we start with... A thirty, a mid thirty-year-old man. He's jobless. He's unmotivated. He gets kicked out of his family's home because you know he's just not doing anybody any good. And on his stumbles outside in the real world, he comes across a few young lads who are about to get hit by a truck coon. So in his heroic, <laughs> in his heroicness, he decides to jump in front of them and push them out of the way to save them. We come to see that this puts him on the operating table where he soon dies. And he is very surprised to see that he opens his eyes and he is now viewing a young couple that he comes to learn very quickly that is going to be his parents. Because we learn that he is reincarnated as a baby in a brand new world. We also see that he keeps all of his old memories and he uses those memories to his advantage. Our main character's name is Rudius Greyrat, and through the years we see him teach himself some magic, and eventually he decides that he wants to continue his training and make some money so that he can send him and one of his friends to a magic school. So his dad sends him to his uncle's homeland to make some more money, and we get to see where shit goes wrong, and then we can really just talk to him. Yeah. But before we do get started, Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson for this one? Oh yeah. Today's Lance's lesson is going to be the Japanese word for magic, and that is maho, M-A-H-O. Maho is a very common used word in anime because magic is pretty common. So here's another easy word for everyone else to understand. Yeah, I would say it's huge, especially when it comes to isekais. Like every time they get reincarnated, they Mm -hmm. get some sort of magical ability. Definitely. Unless, you know, you're in ReZero and then you just get nothing but pain and suffering. So, Ooh, I've never even seen ReZero. ReZero... I think we talked about it last time, but ReZero, if you get through season one where Subaru is his most annoying self. Oh, okay. This is sound familiar. Yeah. he Season two is definitely where the pacing like definitely speeds up. So it, it's good. I It's one of my recommendations for people as far as a long running anime is concerned. That's not your typical shonen. Right. But everybody knows the title ReZero. It's yep. very... It's commonly said, so everybody should at least recognize that. Yeah, that's where you see uh, Rem and Rom. So you, if you look at figures all the time, you see a blue-haired, uh, short blue-haired girl with short blue 
hair and a girl with short pink hair and that's where they're from i know they're in they're all over the place which it's from they're from rezero as well Mm. it's on my it's on my to watch list i'll get around to it so before we get too much further matt do you have any who's your favorite character oh man uh so my favorite character i probably have to go with rujard okay uh our, our, our superb. superb yep our superb because just his character i liked his character development and then just he was so everything he did in life was all about his beliefs so he would take care of you know took care of kids and made sure like so he made his promise to eris and rudius about how he would help them get back to the mainland continent mm-hmm. no matter what happened like he would live out beyond the wall of any city he would do whatever it took kill people in order to get them back to the city and i just i thought his his moral compass i liked his moral compass the most yeah it was kind of like a. I I just got done watching some uh have you seen the newest suicide squad movie i have not okay so in the in the latest suicide squad movie we have john cena playing this character called the peacemaker okay and his whole shtick was he wants peace in the world no matter what it takes even if it means killing anybody and everything in its path so it's it's really <laughs> kind of funny because Rougeard, not to say that he's you know this killing machine but if it meant you know saving the weak yeah he, and you know we saw him chop off that dude's head you know just because you know he, was, he kicked around a kid yep exactly you know, he's the peacemaker right there yeah i can see that so i can definitely it's kind of funny so then you also liked his backstory a lot and then the fact that he was his whole goal in life beyond getting rudy and eris back to the mainland continent was to get his fa- get his um his racist title yeah get it back get to a, a better name yeah and you can see how much that tormented him and you know you he was carrying it around his son's spear mm-hmm. which in the manga they go more into it so i know in the anime they talk about how why it's a part of their soul or that it is like a part of their soul and in the manga they talk about why so we can get into that later little okay interesting so it's just i, I liked his philosophies and everything the most plus richard is a badass yes yes he is i'm very excited to see what comes from him in the future you know we're only 12 episodes in i can only imagine things get even better from there i can imagine that too but i feel like he might take a back seat to eris just yeah. because in the last episode you talk you see how he gets a or eris gets a hit hit on him and so you can see her development as a fighter true but ruger was distracted because roxy was running in the background and he yeah. was wondering what the hell is going on so you know he can take her or leave it you know he was distracted so it's his own fault but at the same time he wasn't completely in the game yes yeah, that i do agree i'm just i'm curious to see what happens in season two for sure right so speaking of uh Eris, I think I want to choose her as my favorite character. Okay. I think that she had a, a lot of character development. Yep. Hated her when I first met her. She was the, <laughs> the biggest little brat in the world. And it didn't help that, I don't know, she did that like little cutesy, I'm sorry, you know, the pigtail thing. <laughs> I thought it was very annoying. You know, it was comical and funny, but like, I was like, oh, geez, I don't need this right now because her dad was telling her, how do you say sorry or something? I was like, it was okay, whatever. But we get to see that when shit gets real, she can finally, you know, 
put in her her two cents and she starts to grow on herself oh and i really liked that when they went to go hunt for their own meat yeah and then she was totally on board with like this is the way i want to live my life <laughs> and like she goes from this super princess kind of deal to like i'm ready to fend for myself and get my hands dirty i thought that was that was a funny scene to begin with but yeah i, I feel like she had a complete 180 on who she used to be and i like that oh i definitely agree she had a 180 i'd go she's probably my second favorite yeah i really i I really do like Rudy. I liked his development as well. We can get more into him oh, for later sure. on. But as far as Eris is concerned, yeah, it was it was funny speaking of that scene where she's just mowing down on that meat and then mm-hmm. you get Rudy just like, oh God, I don't want to do this. Right. What was it like? Little Meg? No, no, that was a different scene. Well, but- it was essentially the same same concept though, mm-hmm. where she's just going to town, and he's like, "Man, I wish I could just have a burger or something." Yeah. So yeah, I liked her development a lot, and and you get more development in her actually in the manga. It's something I know that you'll look forward to hearing when I get to that part too. It's just one one snippet about her that you that helps a lot in her character development. Yeah. So it's looking forward to talking about that. I'm also wondering if Eris is gonna incorporate more of that fire magic ability that she was working with and i got in my notes somewhere but she was working on that fire ability yep so we got uh rudius sitting there with magic powers and of course you know most anime needs to have your fire user and here we are with eris so i'm wondering i I mean i guess at, at, at one point i'm really hoping that i like seeing magic and physical abilities combining with each other so i'm hoping to see some like fire sword slashing kind of deal that'd be really cool kind of some some hie stuff going on exactly yeah there we go (laughs) yeah it's i don't know if i can i don't know if we see anything it would be really cool to see some stuff especially in season two or potentially in season three just because i know the light this is based on a light novel and there's quite a few chapters in the light novel Mm -hmm. so i wonder if that'll be some something that they bring on later down the road maybe season three or so that'd be that'd be really good i know the end of season well the end of the first part of season one they're talking about getting smuggled out of the the demon land continent so i'm curious to see what happens there if there's going to be any sort of like physical or magical development in season two, the second part of season one, anyway, right? Or if it's all going to be like just the 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 journey of them going back to the mainland continent. I'd imagine so, because at some point they have to get Eris back to her land. Yep. And then they still have to get back to Sylphie. Yep. Because I know that's one of my biggest questions right now is uh, the whole reason Rudy is doing what he's doing now is so that he can earn enough money to put Sylphie through school. Yep. And right now, he's not earning any money. He's getting all this experience, which is awesome. But it's funny that we're uh, kind of jumping away from the whole money aspect for his original goal. So I'm wondering how this is going to tie back in. I wonder if he will continue his adventuring until he has enough money to send both of them to school i wonder if that i wonder if that's going to be the case because right now let's see he's what 10 right 10 just over 10 yeah he he celebrated that 10th birthday he got that staff i didn't write down anything else that any more time has passed before episode 12 i think by episode 12 it's either two years or a year and a half but that's just from my knowledge of reading the manga yeah that that sounds about right because obviously they spent enough time the the team of three wandering with each other yep so let's see he was originally planning on going to the school at 12 so that which would be probably we'll just say we'll just assume that he makes it back to the mainland continent by the time he's 12 the only problem is everybody's missing what 
do we know if Sophie is missing? I don't I don't know if they talk about her being missing or not. I don't know. No. Um okay, so we found out like what was it, episode twelve that Paul uh, his dad and his mom got separated somehow, right? And is that because that red sphere thing in the sky? Yeah, the separated great, the great calamity, as great they calamity. call it. And that put everything on shuffle in the entire world? At least, I wouldn't say in the world, but at least as far as the mainland continent. So when I talk about the mainland continent, I mean the human. The human world? Yeah. Okay, because that was going to be my next question, was that's the way they made it seem that things got shuffled around. Yep. And I guess that's what made Rudy land in, you know, the uh, the beast territory or the demon world, whatever. I think it was the beast because he was speaking beast tongue. So they call it the demon re- the demon continent. Yeah. And that's where all the beasts and all the, like, superbs and uh, what's Roxy's? She, uh, I wrote down that she was considered a demon. Yeah, so all, all of those races live on that continent while all the humans live on the other continent. Okay, so I was gonna say if if everybody got shuffled around we see that all these cities that uh rudy and them are traveling to nothing is like nobody's scrambling around like where's where's so-and-so or anything along those lines like everything seems to be in perfect working order so i guess it would make sense that the the human aspect of the human world is the one that got messed with and just to kind of give another little tease there is a reason i i believe there is a reason for it and i'll talk i'll talk about that okay later on yeah because at this moment i I have no idea what to really think. I mean, unless someone wanted to try to claim the gray rat empire, whatever. Yeah. Or at least the human or the, not the human. Yeah. The human continent. That is a potential. Or even to go as far as that. Yeah. And yeah, because I don't, I don't think they talk about it. So they talk about Zenith, right? Yeah. Zenith is the mom. Mm -hmm. Um, The sister Lillian, the maid. Well, it's, it's not zenith's sister it's, it's just uh, it's just a random maid who's yeah it's been the with maid. the family for a long time I, i'm drawing a blank on what the maid's name is it's, it's something like that it was like lilith or something yeah i think it's lilith um so it's her lilia lilia and then the two kids or the one the one child so it's um lilia's child lilia and then zenith are all missing so that's and what does paul have the other child paul i think so yeah, because that's what they talk about in, like, he... At the very end of episode 12. Yeah, he talks about how he still has... So it's Asha, A-I-S-H-A. So Asha's gone, Lilia's gone, Zenith is gone, and Norn, N-O-R-N. Norn is with Paul still. Okay, so and Zenith's he's like, mom, or Zenith's child? So it's Asha, Zenith, and Lilia are all missing, while Paul has Norn with him. And they, they do talk about that in when Roxy is reading the letter, she reads how the the three gray rats, we'll just put it, say three gray rats are missing, because I'll add Lilia as a gray rat just right. to make it make it easier. The three gray rats are missing and then the one child, Norn, is not is with Paul. And how he is not going to look for Rudius, he's going to attempt to find those three. He's not looking for Rudius? Because it sounded like, I mean, maybe I wasn't paying too much attention, but they were talking about how there was an increase of monsters on the way to uh, the Grey Rats' great 
empire or whatever mm-hmm. and he was fighting monsters so i guess i just assumed that paul was on his way to go get rudius because he thought he was still there so paul says how he is essentially going to look for rudius last because he believes that rudius can take care of himself yeah so essentially it's not that rudius isn't a priority it's just that he's on the bottom end as a priority because he knows that lilia and asha and zenith are gonna be more susceptible to bad things happening to them because well they're women so that is and they're just not as strong as rudius is and that's really what it comes down to yep exactly and i want to say he talks about how he's going to zenith's homeland checking there first Mm -hmm. just to see if maybe that's where she at is at or went to what whichever it is yeah that sounds familiar and then he he sent a letter to lilia's family as well to basically be like hey if they come send me a message right it'll be it'll be interesting to see if what happens in the second part of season one just because we know at the end of the first part rudy eris and rugerd are in the process of starting to get smuggled because that um oh man the smuggler i'm trying to i gotta find his name i'm drawing a blank on oh i brought it down gallus cleaner oh that doesn't necessarily mean he was the smuggler he just gallus is that what he said yeah i I put g-a-l-l-u-s cleaner the one he saved from a pot falling on his head yes yeah we know that He's obviously going to be important because it was kind of like a, a cliffhanger for episode 12. Yep, exactly. He He's talking about how he needs a essentially a favor from the clan or from the group in order to say or smuggle Rugerd because he is a superb. Did they say that? I think they implied it because um, when they're talking to the, I'll just call him a boat captain about getting Rugerd and Rudy and Eris across cross like on a ship they talk about how it's like 400 silver just for Rougier. Oh, yeah earlier they were talking about how super expensive it was going to be like yeah. it was going to be like a year's worth of like almost top rank uh guild money it was just going to be a shit ton of money yep and but there was no guarantee that Rougier would even be able to make it mm-hmm. to the the main mainland country or the human continent without getting caught mm-hmm. so i inferred it as yes saving my life or not even saving my life just making it so a pot didn't fall on my head does warrant a favor he is worth more than what the favor warrants for you saving a concussion or whatever right would have happened so. right because getting a superb across is not uh it's looked down upon yes it's it's probably Just, equal to he would have had to save him from imminent death kind of thing mm-hmm. and even then it still might not have been equal right no one wants to deal with Ruger. no one wants to deal with dead ends um back to Ruger real quick i really thought how badass he looked with a bandana and shaved head <laughs> uh, i don't know about you but i thought of uh Aang from Avatar right away. Okay. When he went to the Fire Nation and put on the bandana. Not that he was bald in the ban- in the Fire Nation, but he just reminded me like an adult Aang with bald head. Put on <laughs> he just looked pretty cool to me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even really think of anybody that he looked like when, when I saw him after he shaved his head. But I thought... That was very observant of him when he realized that, hey, just because my hair is green, everybody mm-hmm. freaks out. But when it was blue, nobody cared. 
Right. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's like Superman put on his glasses. Like, as soon as that <laughs> happens, nobody understands anything. He has 99% of everything that a superb has, but just because his hair is just a little off, then eh, he's probably okay. Yeah. See, that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was smart on him to just get rid of his hair altogether and then taking a step further, just cover up the third eye anyway. So, I'm very interested in he would were to come next out of all of that yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens later on i'm really looking forward to continuing on with this season just because i'd say the first part of this show was a lot of character building oh yeah pure build up world building yeah i think i only wrote down that there was only like what maybe two awesome battle scenes that we had okay so why don't we talk about those while we're while we're here which so which ones are you talking about as far as battle scenes really go, um, episode five is the first one to come to mind. Okay, so yep. Which one? Uh, why don't we give our listeners a, a reminder of what that is? Which so one that is? In episode five, this is when Rudy is sent to you know his uncle's land for five years. And he'll be there until he's 12 so that he can train and make money. And then we this is where he meets Eris. And Eris is a big-ass bitch. So he comes <laughs> with this plan to make them get fake kidnapped but everything gets flipped and they actually get real kidnapped and in afterward he finds out that you know he's got to now save the day this cool fight scene happens you know and they're in this alley and rudius like shoots off this awesome firework into the sky that alerts our other cool uh titty kitty <laughs> what's her name uh glane glane yes it's, it's only really hard to say glane because the spelling is so confusing to us americans so to, to put it in perspective her spelling is g-h-i-s-l-a-i-n-e yeah so it looks like gislaine but it's glane at least as far when they were pronounced in the uh english dub so back to the cool cut scene this whole fight scene that happens in the alley you know rudius is trying to fight these essentially bandits at this point and he's like running down the alley and he's doing some like essentially cool earth bending and he's yep. taking some like it looks like he's taking some rocks off of the sides of the building and he's throwing them at them and then from the ground he does like a nut punch up and hits one of them oh, that was pretty <laughs> funny and the animation itself was pretty cool yep and then that was that was pretty much uh my favorite fight scene. I know there's about at least another couple of scenes. Like nothing as nothing like insanely dramatic at this point in the series, but is there anything coming to your mind, Matt? Oh man. As far as fight scenes up until that point, no. The only other fight alone is when Rudy saves Sophie. Sophie from- so Sophie, yeah, from the bullies. Like that's the only other action you see, minus obviously Rudy doing the magic spells. Like that's it. Oh, uh, okay. I can I can throw in one more fight scene. There was one where they uh, came across the red hooded cobra. Well, no, I'm I'm talking. Oh, up until up, my up point. until yeah, episode five. Like oh that was... yeah yeah yeah. No actual fight scenes happen before then. That was the actual yeah. As soon as he gets sent away from home, everything's been super local, low key. Yep, everything. A lot of build up. A lot of build up. Mm-hmm. Which was fine, you know. This for an anime that had like 
essentially like a slow build and it took five episodes to get to like an official fight scene but like i was actually surprising okay with all this there was very yeah. interesting character build yes there was a lot of development in all the characters because even like Golain, who is what they call her a god a uh king sword king sword something like she has what just threw me off because she has the something king she has some king title that's the best i can say which is but she's a woman so it, it should have been like translated like queen so in it's a way. it's a it's a tier they yeah. don't they don't go about it in the i don't in think gender right uh well i don't know how much they talk about it in the manga because roxy talks about the tears yep. of everything so she I talks think... about magic but then paul talks about the tears of swordsmanship so they're basically i think they they're the same yeah they're essentially the same i think and so king i believe is one below god which is like the highest something like that and so if she's a king swordsman or swords beast then that I'm assuming is probably just like when Roxy says that she is a, was it a god water user or king water user? Something like that. I wish I wrote that down. Like I know she was basically almost on par with Rudius when she was training him. And then Maybe she... just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she was teaching him her ultimate ability, and then he just did it, and then... Yep, and then because of um, Sylphie being the whole reason Rudy wasn't growing as a mm -hmm. magic user or even a sword user or anything, that's the whole premise of why Paul sent him away. beyond having money for rudy to go rudy and sylphie to go to school the whole premise behind paul sending rudy away was to get him away from her so that he would so that he wasn't stagnant like he had been right which i'm glad they pointed that out because in the anime they talked about how rudy was like this is all i've ever wanted i am perfectly okay with staying here living out my life happy with you know a woman a woman slash a friend right because yeah he found happiness but at the same time he's also a little bit torn because he wanted to take this step further and take his happiness with sylphie and put both of them through you know essentially magic training so that they can both build with each other and just make both lives better so that's why the sacrifice like he wanted this sacrifice but this was like pushed upon him in a way that he wasn't prepared for yeah and i get it because in his past life he had zero friends mm -hmm. so it's easy to he talks about how he wants to essentially not make the same mistakes again mm -hmm. and it's he's kind of he's really like you said he was torn because he he finally has a friend and a, and a female companion at this point a female companion that he can kind of put all of his emotions into mm -hmm. that he never he never had in his past life so he's he's not falling into the same trap as he did the the first time through but in in theory he technically is because he's still settling for that one person yeah i think that was probably the biggest word to say is settling he was he was prepared to settle mm -hmm. but there was a little part of him that wanted just a tad bit more yeah and it took paul which probably the most redeeming quality paul has up to this point <laughs> The most redeeming quality, yeah. Besides his god, what did they say? He was a king user, a king um, sword user in like all three styles. Something like that. Definitely wasn't a god because if he was a god, I'm pretty sure his lifestyle would be a lot better than what they are currently living in. Yes. One thing I will talk about it now is so the the clan that Paul is in. I'm drawing drawing a blank of what it's actually called. Well, like the so the the group that Paul's in. So you've got. Um, Zenith, 
And then the dwarf Tallhand and Annalise, which is the blonde-haired woman that you see talking with Roxy when she's reading over the Adventurer Guild's Paul, uh, Paul's Adventurer Guild message. And so those three are in a group with Paul and I'm drawing a, the Black Flang, the Black Fang group, I think is what they're called. Something along those lines. Maybe that actually sounds a little familiar at this point. They are a, an S rank adventurers guild or okay. group, which is the highest rank group that they have, which is part of the reason why when Paul is making this essentially request for everybody it has more significant meaning because there's not that it's just as paul said when roxy became a a king or a god magic user in water where there's only a handful of them and you can count them on one hand Mm -hmm. that's the same thing when it comes to an s-ranked adventure group is that there's only a couple of them they're the ones that are you know that would take out the they would be on par with uh, so the they're talking about the castle that's floating in the sky yep the one that the, the shadow went by yep so that guy would essentially be somebody that would be in an s rank group okay so he's the one that took out the demon that was trying to take over the human continent, which I don't know if they go into that at all. So there's, I know Rudy does talk about how there's a, like a folklore kind of thing, talking about that yep. individual, yep. about how they stop Yeah, you this. thought it was just a story, but it turns out to be like an actual true tale. Yes. I know in the manga they talk about it. I'm drawing, I'm getting kind of fuzzy when it comes to the anime, how much no. they go into and, it. And they do talk about it. It's just at this moment, the anime I'm watching on the side, Death March, is really fucking with me right now <laughs> because there's so many like similarity things that can cross with each other and right now i'm because death march is talking about like dragons and stuff and like i almost wanted to start talking about dragons but i know dragons aren't part of this show so i'm, I'm trying to get my mind completely singulated on jobless reincarnation so now we now lance has learned we do not watch two similar animes at the same <laughs> yeah, time didn't mean to <laughs> I just needed something to watch while I work out and uh, chose the wrong one on accident. Well, I could have given you plenty of suggestions, but that's here nor there. Right. But anyway, so they, they talk about that guy and that's why Paul's request has more significant meaning than just some random individual asking, be like, hey, find my family. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Paul is. Right. Because like, they've either fought with him or slept with him. <laughs> well, besides that, but they've they've heard of who he is right. thanks to his guild. Or excuse me, his group. And that's I like how they did that because it shows kind of gives a little backstory to Paul and that group. And it, I feel like it's leading towards something. Oh yeah. And I, I really like all the interconnecting of everything because you know you get Paul's old friends. You get the Grey Rat slash Boris. Is it Boris family? Boris sounds familiar. That's where, um, that's... Is it like his uncle or his brother? That's his uncle, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's the family in which Eris is a part of, is right. the Boris Grey Rat family. So she follows... So they're cousins, but they're like second cousins, I believe. So I want to say um, Philip is married into the Boris family. Mm-hmm. So that... Yes, they're Eris and Rudy are cousins, but they're not cousins by they they are cousins. super close, bud. Yeah, they're they're like half cousins kind of thing. Right, we we could probably 
make a tree and find out they're like they're cousins somewhere along the lines but they're they still have a couple of droplets of they they are blood related yes so yes but if you think of it just as a like if you only follow the royalty trees that is not super uncommon for those things to happen as far right. as them getting married and everything that goes along with that. Oh, yeah, especially if we're talking about keeping the royalty within the bloodlines. Yes. So it's to have a quote from Harry Potter. If if you guys haven't noticed, I listen to a lot of Harry Potter as well. Or I watch a lot of Harry Potter as well. But it's mm-hmm. basically Ron makes a, a joke where it's if we only stayed within the pure blood families, we would have died out years ago kind of thing and so it's kind of related but it's not mm-hmm. and that also kind of goes into that whole thing where Eris's mom tries to essentially set them up after she no longer decides that she hates rudy right and i wrote down that's because her sons were taken away what was it like a war kind of thing or something along <sighs> those lines but like the sons she couldn't keep so as soon as the potential of rudy i don't know staying within the family Something along those lines. So Phil Philip talks about it how he essentially lost the quote unquote war with his brother and his brother became the head of the Boris Grey Rat nobility. Right. And his brother didn't produce any males. So then his brother well, That's why he stole his brother took Essentially his nephews. Philip's sons, Eris's mm-hmm. brothers, and quote unquote adopted them didn't never actually adopted them but adopted them and sent them to the royalty schools to become royals and that is why she hates rudy because essentially he is what she could have had but she doesn't right and that's the problem is that she could have her sons there but she doesn't and she takes it out on rudy up until Eris's birthday. Right. Until essentially a potential marriage is considered. Well, they and then they talk about conspiring against his brother and all those fun things. And just, I feel like that's going to be more plot points that we might. It could be. But I feel like that's also going to be years and years. That'll probably be like 10 years down the road. One thing, I don't know if anybody actually catches it. So they call Eris a woman at 10. Oh, really? Yes. So, Eris is considered a woman at 10. That's, yes. That's pretty interesting, because that's very young to... But that's young at our standards. To our standards, right. That And that's that's a problem a lot of people have, is that we try and consider our standards... The every, standard? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where if you only live to be, you know, 30, 40 years old, not saying that they live to only be 30, 40 years old, oh, yeah. but if that's a common death is 30 years old, that's a third of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be 30 years old for us or 25 years old right? by our standards. Yep. Now, is it gross? Yes. 10 years old is gross. Yes. Just saying, if if we were to do, you know, par- we'd parallel everything, then yes, it would be, it would make sense. I don't think they live to be that age, but I think that's the age in which they consider to be in an adult. And then I know they make another reference into, so they call her a woman at 10, and I don't think they consider her an adult yet. So I'm, I kind of misspoke. So they do consider her to be a woman, but I don't think they consider her as an adult. Oh, so uh, I, I can't, I can't add to that. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It's one of those things where I've watched this twice and read the manga. So it's one of those references that I heard that I heard slash read that 
that that's all I can go by. I'm not sure what more up to this point. I don't know exactly what's going on. And it might be one of those things in the light novel. They explain it more thoroughly where you... I'm sure they did. It's probably one of those things where... So Paul leaves the house at 12. He does talk about that, how he, he left the house to become essentially become an adventurer and go to that sword school at 12. So that's why he picked 12 for Rudy. To come back home. To go to the magic school. Mm. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what the magic school's name is. Yeah, but to go I to the magic either, school. But yeah, that was the basic deal. Was, yeah. And it, it's probably one of those things where you're now considered adult enough in quotations, to leave and go be on your own and fend for yourself. Right. Because, I mean, the Adventures Guild didn't think twice about Rudy being an adventurer. Yeah, and he's just a child. He's, uh, I think, 11 or 12? Probably 11? Well, he's somewhere between 10 and 11 because he literally just had his 10th birthday party, and then that cataclysm happened and separated everything. So... Yep. His, that was his 10th birthday party that that happened at, where he got uh, that magic staff. Next um, day. Next, it was the following day. It, it probably could have been the following day, but like his 10th birthday literally just, you know, it just happened. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's going to be some time that goes by between him and Ruzard and them traveling together. Yep. Not that they've really gone into detail in the anime, but he's not 11. I, I can't say he's 11, and he's definitely not 12. Yeah, I, I actually, now that you say it, I don't think he's 11 when he signs up for the guild. So he's 10. Yeah. And they, and they don't even question anything. Yeah, he's still just a 10 year old. You got Ash Ketchum going on the world right now <laughs> so i mean it, it's just one of those things where it kind of is what it is mm-hmm. so it's was there what was i'd say what was the one thing about this anime that stuck out the most to you as far as like what drew you in what was something that drew you into this anime um i really appreciated how they spent the first couple episodes really diving into the development of rudy's character development okay um more especially how he was training himself to control his mana and teach himself magic yep 100 percent love that and i could see myself doing that the same the same exact way like that's just awesome i love that he had you know his exhaustion and he would just pass out because he ran out of mana that's that's just a funny like video game kind of aspect thing coming into play yeah so it was just cool and he got better and better and that's that's just you know it's the mana growing your mana is like growing a muscle that's how they always explain it and i really like that one and that's what got me hooked and kept me going yep anything for you well just to kind of go back to what you were talking about it's Uh kind of crazy where so if you remember rudy's reading the book and it basically states you have a mono limit and you can never like you'll never break through it like whatever your mono limit is is what your mono limit is that sounds a little familiar yeah and he's he's but then he talks about how essentially that person didn't know what they were talking about i can't think of a better way to phrase it i mean yeah that's that's a good way of just putting it because rudy knew what he could do to begin with and then now he's very far surpassed the limit in which he was previously oh yeah, not even not only that but like he doesn't need the incantations yeah that's a huge one and sorry real quick we'll talk about incantations in just a minute can we take a beer break So we left off on incantations, and this is where we bring into the picture that Rudius, at a very young age, what was he, like 
four, five, six years old. Like I think it was like three or four. Yeah, when he starts teaching himself this uh, this new language of his that we learn how to read even. Yep. He starts teaching himself. He learns very quickly that he no longer needs to even say the incantations out loud. He can start making bubbly little water globs all on his own without even saying the incantations. Yep. So that's that's what sets him apart from every other mage in base. I'm going to assume the entire world. Yeah, definitely. And then in the... So this is one thing that I know that happened in the manga that I didn't really write down was he essentially starts off doing magic without incantations. And then... Wait, I don't even think he finished the incantation with, without the yep. magic even appearing to, to begin with yeah so he just so, didn't even need it and then once he started reading the book at least in the manga so in the manga he starts doing magic without incantations oh. and then he reads the book well he he realizes that you could do magic and then he starts doing the magic once he reads some more he's like oh this is how you're supposed to do magic because like he was sending off these water ball sphere things mm-hmm. and he was having problems with them and then he reads it does the incantation it's like oh that actually makes it much easier because he the incantation talks you through how to do the whatever you're trying to do so it's just the the flow in which you're supposed to do stuff you know the the size you want it to be the speed you want it to be and then it goes versus what rudy was doing which was essentially just hey i'm trying to make it go this fast and i need it to be this size and then it goes Mm -hmm. so he had it backwards and that's why he was having problems to begin with okay i mean that's something that the anime really doesn't describe we just took it that he just needed more practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was fine. Which, I mean, technically, he did need more practice. Yeah. Because I feel like if he would have just done it a bunch of times through practice, he eventually would have figured it out. It was just he learned it faster because he was able, he said the incantation or he read the incantation. Right. Yeah. Eventually, he would have just essentially maxed out his, his monobar and yep. have had plenty to work with. Um. But speaking of incantations, we got to see real early in the series that Sylphie, she was starting to not need the incantations itself too right yeah so now i'm really curious because yeah he's well rudy was this whole time like if she were to pick up on this incantationless magic then that wouldn't make him special anymore and then all of a sudden like halfway through one of her incantations she was able to like what, what was it like a gust of wind or something like that like i think it was an icicle oh I yeah i think she went to ice it's been so long yeah it was in the such it was so early in the beginning of the series and we haven't seen her since i mean i do expect sylphie to be more important in the second half of this maybe so i mean if that's gonna be one thing that i would expect i, I mean i would like to because I, like i said earlier in this episode like the whole reason rudy's gone doing his deal is because he wants to put sylphie through school with him so yeah sylphie needs to come back into the picture yes i i completely agree that she needs to come back now it's also going to be love track kind of stuff oh my god yeah because Eris is you're finding out that she's more fun getting more fun of rudy and she's essentially promised herself to him i was gonna say yeah she promised herself to him in five years like yeah hold off on five years and this pussy's yours man <laughs> yes yes he, he, <laughs> 
she promised herself to him and basically was like, nope, not doing it for your 10th birthday, but at your 15th birthday, your extra special prize will be me. If you right. could hold off. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting because you could tell the affection that Sophie had for Rudy. I wonder if something's going to change because there's other things in the manga that you see that you don't see in the anime when it comes to Sylphie. Oh, interesting. Okay. And that's more, more we can talk about in a little bit when we get to that point. So it'll, I'm curious to see if we'll see her, but like I had mentioned earlier, like I had mentioned earlier, really, we don't even know if she's missing. Like, we have no idea where she's at. All oh, we- Sylphie? Yeah, that's right. The whole human world deal got scattered. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know. Paul made no mention of Sylphie. No, but really, according to, at least in the anime, Sylphie is Rudy's friend, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah. And I don't even know if, well, she is his friend, but she's also his hindrance. So I feel like he's going to be like, yeah, we're going to take a step back from you because you essentially held Rudy back. Makes sense. And I don't even know if she'll be in the second half of season, season one, just because I feel like the whole, everything is going to stem down. Yeah, stem down to two things. It's going to be Rudy getting back to the mainland continent and then finding his family. I feel like that will be what the premise of the second part of the season is. Yeah. Just because... After he delivers Eris or like at the same time? Maybe the same time. I'm not entirely sure. Just because when it comes to the end of... So basically episode 11 and episode 12, it's all about him getting back. So I feel like that's going to be the premise of these second part of the season i can see that is him getting back and then him finding his family either finding paul or and or finding his um sister and his his mom and those things first i'm not 100 percent sure i would like to imagine just to speculate for the second half of season one you know the 24 season episode that paul is going to reunite with the rest of the the gray rats okay and then as soon as rudius and eris return back to the gray rat estate then everyone's just going to automatically reunite right there you know minus mom obviously are you talking about the boris gray rat estate which is in what is it row is that the town is that the oh shit i don't know or are you talking about the i just think all the gray rats are gonna come together at one point in time okay and then I think they're going to just go from there. I really don't know where to go. Like maybe go find mom and the maid. Okay. Um, Zenith and Lilia. Yeah. Um, Zenith and Lilia. Yeah. So you're, so you're thinking, well, so I'm trying to remember is, the town is called Row, right? That's where, uh, I didn't write anything like Boris. That okay. I, I believe so. But either way, so they're going to go to the Boris Grey Rat estate mm-hmm. and well, sorry, they're going to go to the, they're going to meet at the Boris Grey Rat estate and. And attempt to find the rest of Rudy and Paul's family. Yes. Okay. That that's where I can see some of the second half of the next season. I mean, the, the remaining of the season going. Okay. Already gonna throw this out there. Uh, that won't happen. And Damn. No, you'll find out why. The manga already. The the manga does not let you let that happen. Okay. Well, I guess it would have been a good a good way to throw things, but but on. if you never read the manga, that I mean that's perfectly acceptable to understand to expect yes because i mean when i first watched it when i watched this the first time because i've watched it twice now i kind of what i thought was going to happen is that they were going to meet at i want to say it was row well i mean if you watch this twice and read the manga you have way more experience than i have right now (laughs) (laughs) i want to say that's where
where the Boris Grey Rat estate is is in Ro, okay. the kingdom of Ro. And yeah, that's kind of what I thought was that they were going to meet. They were essentially going to bring Eris back. Paul was going to be there. And then they were going to continue on with their journey. Mm-hmm. And then I read the manga and I'm like, well, that can't happen. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just sorry to throw throw a wrench in your... That's all right. That was, you know, just me having fun with it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um... Before we get too much further, we, let's just throw a quick two cents into Keisha Rico. Okay. So speaking of, do you know her full name? It's a it's a mouthful. I mean, I'm, I'm right here on Google. I see uh, Keisha Rico Keisha Risu. Yes. You got more to add to that? No, that's well. Oh. It's the the demon lord Keisha Rika Keisha Riku. Yeah. Okay. I had to listen to her say her name probably three or four times. I'm just like, what did she say? Like that? That's those are words. And then once I read it, I'm like, yeah, I I guess that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> Um, just so our viewers know, we're watching this in English right now, and I don't know about you, Matt, but, like, I totally understand, like, her, like, loopy craziness of her voice pattern goes. Yep. Like, she made me think of her voice acting, not to say that, like, I connected the two, like, officially with the right voice actor, but the voice acting reminded me of that one chick from Fire Force who... She had that crown over her head. Uh, Himora. Himora. Thank you. Sorry, I already forgot it. Um, it just just that craziness aspect of it. But not only does like her voice acting remind me of Himora, but like the way she's dressed kind of reminds me of like uh Malim Malim from Slime. Yes. Yes. So we were on the same page there. Yes. Maybe, you know, just younger with uh, the succubus horns, but still, like... Yes. This or, this fucking chick. Or as uh, Rudy likes to call her, a lolly. Lolly? Okay, yes, yes. Lolly's also a very common anime girl name for, like, the, the one that yes. shows a lot. Anyway... And it was really funny when she was about to, like, give her body to Rudeus, and then the, the shining comes from her <laughs> vagina, and then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm promised to another man, which is something else that we can expect. Uh, like, <laughs> for some odd reason, this bitch has got a husband, or a, a fiancé, at least. <laughs> so that was very strange. I but, did think it was funny. I thought it was a funny just little, oh, yeah, no, I can't do this. I'm already in promised myself. <laughs> Yeah, which just shows how like how freely she gives herself out. But but besides that, um, her main deal is her eyes. Yes, and she gives Rudius the the eyes. So the eyes of foresight. Yep, which I think is going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait to see how this plays out in the second half of the season. Well, you already. So it's I kind of I think it's kind of funny how they prove how good it is when he fights Eris, and then the essentially the next scene you see that his face is just pummeled in because he tries to fight Rougeard. yep. So it, it'll be... I think it'll have its moments, but I also think that he learned right away that you can't rely on it. Right. I mean, it's going to be a whole learning curve in itself. Like, he needed to learn his magic. He needs to learn how to see with this new eye because he was talking about how he saw multiple scenarios happening at once and he just needed to focus on the true scenario yep. and then choose which branch he wanted to gamble with, essentially, that I I took that as yes so kind of go into the manga because this was not something i was planning on talking about when you get to see him fight Rugerd, and oh, you get to see the fight 
Yeah, you get to see the fight with okay. Rugerd. And essentially what happens is because Rugerd is such an experienced fighter, mm-hmm. he play he decides what he's going to do off of what Rudy is doing when he initiates. Okay. So that's why he's seeing these multiple scenarios when he fights Rugerd because in theory both of those things could be correct. And he talks about how if he goes for a block, he'll grab the arm and then go in or if he goes for the attack then Rugerd will essentially do a feint and then attack. Right. And because Rudy is so essentially inexperienced in fighting, he relies too heavily on this foresight to be able to really act when it comes to fighting someone as experienced as Rugerd, which is why he loses every single time. Right. I mean, you can't blame him. No. No, Rugerd, or excuse me, Rudy is, when it comes to hand-to-hand combat especially, is exceedingly inexperienced. Yeah. Yeah, because when it came to the sword skills, he was... More interested in learning magic. He was more interested, and I mean, it just didn't come as naturally to Rudy as the individual, not just the 34, 30 plus year old guy that um, was isekai into this body. <laughs> you turn isekai into a verb. <laughs> isekai. But yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So it's one of those things because I mean, if he would have been, you know, a master jujitsu fighter mm-hmm. and then got isekai into a into an infant, I couldn't. I could imagine he'd probably be able to beat up Paul and at like two. So right. yeah, then then this would totally turn into like an OP <laughs> anime. Yes, and that's one thing I do like about this anime is that it's yes, Rudy is essentially a savant when it comes to magic, but he still has to work for. It. you mm-hmm. still you see all the struggles that he has you see the flaws that he has he where... still has his physical limits as a 10 year old and stuff like that too yep and i mean as a strategist where you one one individual that we didn't talk about was the uh hitorami hitogami the god individual person that he shows up in his dreams he has a name yes oh i i never caught his name but it's only in the manga he, oh, he doesn't he doesn't introduce himself he just essentially says he's a god yeah yeah in the anime he says he's a god and i want to say hitagami is another is another way to say god i mean kami-sama is the only other way i know how to say god not that i did too much diving into that but that's just the basic way of saying it but i can understand that episode nine is where we uh see this faceless god come into our main character's yeah, dreams you know. his that's the best way to say his dreams because he's unconscious every time he sees them. Yeah, it's a, it brings him almost into like a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, because he's got his initial base form. Yep, when he says that. Um, real quick side note: do you, in the English dub, did you pick up on who might sound like this god? I did not. Oh, you didn't get that. I didn't. Even he... how flowy he is. Now that you bring it up, it's like ringing a bell. But I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. Okay, I I noticed it immediately. Okay, it was Gin from Doctor Stone. Oh man, one hundred percent Gin. Oh, sa- like there is not even the slightest change of accent or anything. <laughs> it is one hundred percent again it's so funny so next time you see this god talk in english you're gonna be like this again so that's funny that is oh man i can't believe i missed it no you're right there's no change that'll be that'll be interesting so you'll definitely have to post that up for everybody on 
on oh, yeah. all our, oh, yeah, our can, social medias. Yeah, I can do that. It's just it's just a fun thing to throw out there. Hitagami just has to come into his essentially spiritual realm in order to help guide Rudius. And that's how, you know, that's how we met Rujard and Kisariku. Close. Kishirika. Kishirika, Kishiriku. That's, that's oh, what it is. Oh, okay. Kishiriku. Yeah, yeah. Is that... Yeah, it's a mouthful for us Americans. Yes, yes, it's definitely a mouthful. And he probably would have never, for well, we know for a fact he would have never trusted Rujard if this god individual hadn't come into his dreams and been like, hey, that first person you meet, trust him. Exactly. He didn't even like, the god wasn't like being specific on anything. He was vague as fuck. He's like, mm-hmm. whoever you see, trust him. Yep. And then we see that uh, Rudius is like, oh my god, you're the uh, superb that I've been told that is super dangerous. But then in the back of his mind, he's like, wait, I'm supposed to trust this person maybe he's not that bad and what then, he also does give himself a little bit of reasoning it's like well if he was really that bad i mean i've been passed out he could have killed me like, exactly yep that too and they, they explain that in the anime but like yeah i mean he went to Vulcan up yeah no and he would have been in Rouger's poop the next morning probably <laughs> he also does talk about it in the manga where it's like when he first meets Rougerd, he doesn't want to trust that god individual that he spoke with because he's like, well, I feel like he's almost like one of the you so in slime, you know those jokers? The Harley Quinn the the Harley Quinn through something like that, yep. You kind of get the same feeling as, you know, it's like, well, are they saying what they mean or are they giving two lies to a half a truth? Right. Kind of kind of one of those things where he so he's talking about how he is going to only believe him to an extent, but anything beyond that he doesn't want to believe so he does believe Rougerd is trustworthy only in the fact that he didn't kill them and he essentially spared their lives when they when he found them okay you know what's super interesting about that uh you know don't necessarily trust him because roxy was the one that told rudy never trust a superb yep but here we are seeing roxy's dad being like best friends with a superb yep so now we're seeing two extremes which one do we believe well we kind of we do get some explanations in that because so you see rougerd help some of the meager tribe children and i guess yeah rougerd's all about helping children children, essentially you know just essentially the weak yeah that's his thing is the weak and roxy's father talks about how he saved those children so that's why they trusted rougerd to begin with okay and so it's obviously it's going to be one of those things where that obviously didn't happen until after roxy had left okay i can see that then that why it's that's going to be why she has a different viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting to see... It, I thought it was good to see Roxy's family. I enjoyed seeing that side of the family. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a good way to kind of help make Rougerd's trustworthiness realistic mm-hmm. like cool you could see a story or you can hear a story from an individual but you're seeing a group of people that supposedly are supposed to fear you respect you and help you on top of getting the story and it just makes it easier and more believable in the fact that exactly yep, yep. so i i enjoyed i enjoyed that there's so many i could 100 see why this was one of the anime even 
if this was only nominated for anime of the year i can see why this was this one anime of the year right just because you can feel for each individual character yes in every aspect like it doesn't matter which character you talk about like paul being a piece of crap womanizer or Sylphie being a bullied half elf or Rudius being a pervy guy who's trying to make himself better like just everybody has their own path and like you just you, you want to know more about them and you feel for all of them even uh I mean even uh Galeen where it's the first thing you see about her is Madam Titty Kitty yep <laughs> All you see is tits and abs. And you're just like, all right, so what's up with this person? <laughs> yep. And you 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 want to know about everybody. And then you have this major calamity. And now you've got all this struggle and more character developments. And you see Aries going from this as... Last, yeah, as you said, just a spoiled rich princess... Mm-hmm. to wanting to live on the land and be a swordsman adventurer. Yeah, totally happy about it too. Like, she found pride in it. Yep. And, I mean, even Rudius, where he goes from really the only thing he cares about is being a perv to, yes, he's still a perv, but he cares more about getting Eris back to her family than he does about anything else. Oh, I need to throw Roxy back into this mix. Yep. Okay, because now, okay, we talk about love triangle, but now this is a love <laughs> square <laughs> or at least a triangle where he's in the middle like dude he wants this he's got Sylphie back home he's got roxy that he wants hardcore and he's got eris at his fingertips yep where is this gonna go I, we just we just gotta see where i mean we can only speculate at this moment but and i mean really if you want to get into the get out of the the perviness because rudius is technically according to his mind in his 40s is this dude's a mid 40 early to mid 40 year old mentally at this point by episode 12 technically he is at the same mental state as roxy but physically he's closer to so or sophie and eris yeah yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's like man do you do you hope he goes with the older individual just because mentally he's older or do you want him to go with Eris so that he becomes the king of the gray rat family mm-hmm. or the head of the gray rat family slash noble it'll be interesting to see what they how they play along those lines because he i mean he might go for roxy or he might just stick it out with Eris and sophie's kind of in the in the background or he gets a harem and he gets all three that's what it can, <laughs> i mean i could totally see this turning into a harem and then he's just gonna be him per himself and just explode every opportunity that he gets at a potential something but then of course something's gonna come and cut it off because he's gonna jump between roxy and eris and then sylphie's gonna be in the background super quiet and then he's gonna and then whatever shit i mean i can totally see where the harem portion comes into play but at the same time i kind of wish it doesn't yeah it would be i let's, I think let's keep this a top tier anime i agree it, i the love triangle kind of just throws in what could happen kind of thing right. especially the fact that they're all super spread out right now oh yeah nobody's together besides obviously eris and oh in the meantime eris and uh, rudius yeah but it's one of those things where he, does he get enough feelings for Eris in the years that they're together because I mean that he's been there from 10 until mm, I think it was like eight like eight oh, oh sorry, yeah seven to 12 because five so, years seven yep. eight nine 
10. So he's... Or, sorry, 8 to 12, sorry. 8 so to 12. He's already been there for two plus years, and then mm-hmm. whatever this crazy journey that they're on, right. what happens at that point? So at the end of this quote-unquote five-year deal, technically we're expecting him to spend more quality time. Quite literally, almost half his life with Eris. Yep. I mean, physically, half his life. Yeah. Yeah. And it might just be one of those things where he's like, you know what? I enjoy being infatuated by Roxy and Sophie, mm-hmm. but Eris is the individual I want to be with. And that might be how they go. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if there's any development in that case or in that way in the second part of season one, or if we have to wait for season two to actually see what happens when it comes to the love triangle slash square, however you want to put it. <laughs> yeah, this the shape is uh, oddly shaped for sure. I mean, you could put it as a circle if you really wanted to, and him just being. Yeah, if we're, be, if we're gonna be talking about harems, you might as well make it a circle. Yep. Because yeah, whatever. And then I mean, there's, there's no harem shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because there's, depending on which anime you watch, there's an infinite number of individuals in said harem. So, right. But it's, I'm really looking forward to finishing this season and then knowing what's out or what's going on for season two. Because I know season two has been. Funimation wise? Well, excuse me. No, season, like the true season two has oh, been. 25 plus. Con- Confirmed right. as coming out. We just don't have a date yet. Okay. I mean, I, I can't imagine that if this is one of the most top rated, potentially top rated animated, it's not going to continue. Well, it did win Funima- er, one Crunchyroll's anime of the year for 2021. Okay. So I can't imagine if it did that, that they wouldn't make a, a true season two. I mean, it, I, I don't know shit about the... I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Oh, the light novels? I don't know shit about the light novels. Okay. Because I don't know if it's extended much further, but like I can only imagine that. It, I mean, the more and more press you get towards, then you know, then it's going to encourage more writing. I agree. And so plus, I... that was ten years ago that the original light novel came out. At this point in day, which today at this point in time is March twenty seventh. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Um. So, from what I'm looking, there are currently nine additions to the light novel. Excuse me. There are 25 additions to the light novel. Okay, that's a big jump. (laughs) Uh, It's, sorry, when I was doing my research, it showed they did a revised edition of the first nine. So, there are 25 uh, total editions of the light novel. And... Holy crap. Yes. Because this did start in 2012. Right. So, and, well, technically this started out as a web novel, which then got turned into a light novel, and then got turned into a manga, and then finally got turned into an anime. So, I will say, when it comes to story development, some of the best ones are originally light novels just because you get this ever expounding story to help create your your anime and i think that's the best way to do it not saying that there's only one way to do it but it just seems to be the the best way to do it just like um slime was a light novel in all those things my first thought was to go back to Ari Fuerta, where yep. it started as a light, light novel and the anime adaptation skipped out on a million fucking pages. Yes. But 
that doesn't mean too much because right now when we're talking about jobless reincarnation as far as me as an anime watcher is concerned i think everything's going pretty goddamn amazingly um so to put it in to perspective the first season only covers like eight novels in the light novel are you talking Seven. Funimation first season or overall first season? All the overall first season is about seven to eight chapters. Or seven to eight books. Books, yes. Okay, so the first 24 episodes? 23? 20, 23 episodes, yep. Because I think from what we understand, there's a 24th episode that's considered an OVA. Which Correct. Which we will cover in our next episode. Yes. We are aware. Unfortunately, a little, little too late, but yes, we are aware. So it's... Before you... Wait, before before I get too much further, I'm gonna take one more quick break. And now that we're back from our beer run, Lance, give me your favorite one-liner because I know this anime itself has a lot of one-liners that I I found a lot hilarious. And that it does because this is a pretty funny anime. But if it was one thing that I went out of my way to write down as a quote and I put, you know, my uh, little smiley cry face next to so my favorite one-liner came from episode eight. Okay. And I don't necessarily remember exactly what was going on, but Rudy and Ghislaine were talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, quote, unquote, can I see the base of your tail? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that was basically Rudy asking to see her ass. Yep. Yeah, and so- the, I don't know, the anime made it sound like, made it look like a, a glob of like putty. Like it, that ass was not worth looking at. Like I was. <laughs> very confused at looking at that but like rudy got to touch a firm ass ass so that was before his birthday party and he had made a figure of galane yep and he she mentions that it doesn't have a tail he's like well i don't know the structure of your tail yes yes so i can't because rudy Rudy knows about his 10th birthday party and he knows that Ghislaine is trying to buy time yep. so that he knows that he can say whatever he wants to say and she will just give it to him. So he's like, he just said it in a fancy way. Let me see that ass, babe. <laughs> exactly. And yes, that was hilarious. And he's like, man, that's firm. And and then I walked in on. <laughs> <laughs> As he's touching her butt gets so what? Uh, um, we have a thing going on for you. Oh yeah, about that okay let's go <laughs> i'm surprised it didn't turn into like yeah the last person to see my tail was your dad <laughs> <laughs> i mean he she does bring up the fact that they've had relations yeah and that was very funny I, i'm that was very like the last person to tame me or something along those lines yeah i don't remember what that that was funny paul being his bad self yeah yeah oh man paul so you got a one-liner for yourself matt i do i i would have found it hilarious if we had the same one but it was when rudy is first introduced to Eris and he mentions how she is the protagonist of a delinquent manga. Yep, yep. I remember that one very specifically. (laughs) 
because she's that fiery little <laughs> devil girl, and it was very funny. Yes. Besides the Madam Titty Kitty. Yeah, yeah that, that's a that's just a good <laughs> quote in general. Madam Titty Kitty. Was just, I'm sure everybody laughed at that as soon as I saw it. That or, you know, turn them off of anime, but, you know, we don't need those losers. Yep. And I feel like it was just one of those things where it was so far out in right field that I laugh every time. Because at, at least up until that point, when it came to the manga, they were, I mean, somewhat serious. Like, there was no, like, all the one-liners kind of started happening after that moment. Yep. So, the, in the seriousness of the manga kind of took a, a turn and became a little less serious once it got to that point, up until the calamity happened, as far as seriousness is concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the spike of this series happens as soon as that calamity happens. Yeah. So, do you have any more questions? That's pretty much all I have. No. At this moment, I'm tapped out. Okay. We uh, So, let's just jump into some mass manga mentions at this point. Okay. So, basically, when it comes to this manga, it, it follows suit along with your pretty typical mangas where it's there's a few things that changed. Nothing too serious is different up to this point, which I do like. Uh, there's there's no major plot holes, no major points that are, that are different. Uh, one thing I will say is in the beginning, in the very beginning... <sighs> In the anime, I kind of take it as like a prologue where it's you see more of Rudy's previous life and all these other things. And in the manga, he goes from saving those kids from the truck coon. Con? Coon. Coon. Sorry. He's saving the kids from the truck coon. And it goes from being dark to him being awake and being a child. So that's one thing where there's no this him like holding on for life. No. Oh, it's just he died. Oh, so there's no surgical moment? No, like, he's, he did. Okay, he, okay. And maybe I, I can totally appreciate where the anime added that one for themselves. Yeah. So it, it I'm gives with that one. Gives it a little bit more of a um what's the what's the right term? Theatrical. Uh, yeah, very theatrical. Pulls on your heartstrings just a little bit, make you feel for him. Yeah, exactly. Another thing, Rudy is not nearly as pervy in the beginning as they portray him to be in the anime. He is still pervy, but not nearly as bad. So that whole, like you see him with those, making those comments about Zenith's uh, chest. Like wanting to suck on him. And... Yeah, like those pervy comments that he makes. And then those facial features that you see. It, it's just not there. Those things aren't there in the manga. Is he in a baby form rolling around and not really his face Batman style? or Not really. He's kind of like, he goes from being re- reincarnated to they're like okay well now he's a baby now he's one two three and then they start him into i couldn't read but i taught myself how to read this language i taught my uh and then taught himself how to do magic yep that whole thing where i talked about earlier where he was he knew how to do magic but he was struggling because how he wanted to do magic was where he would just 
just basically wanted to be like, all right, so I need this water ball to go into this container and then just kind of released energy or released magic. And then once he read the book, read the, the book that they had, where it's like, all right, so now the incantation is going to say, this is the size I need. This is the speed I need. And then it goes. So once he figured out that's how magic works in this realm, he was able to do voiceless incantations well by himself not just so that that struggle that he was having for a great period of time didn't really happen it was basically like all right i'm struggling let me read a little bit and now he has it down it's just more accelerated in the manga form kind of yeah it, it, it's probably the best way to put it. And then one thing that I don't know if it's really a big deal that they didn't that they left out was anytime Rudy was struggling with something, he would remind himself that he got reincarnated to not live the same life that he had as his previous life. So he he can't just let struggles and let hardships bring him down, and he needs to push himself through any thing that happens to him which they do in the manga throughout and they kind of do it in the anime they, later they on touch upon it they don't make it feel like a rocky balboa moment where like you need to hype yourself up and like you want to like truly feel for it. like they let you know that he's done wrong in the past and now is his second chance yep but like just like i said like they don't hype you up for it like it'd be cool if it was you know like a make you feel good in the moment make you want to do better for yourself and yep so it, I, so it could have been just that slightest bit more of enthusiasm that they potentially missed out on but they still did a great job uh they're they're talking it's really apparent when the when roxy first gets there and he start he kind of struggles with some of the things that she's she's trying to teach him and he reminds himself that hey it's your previous life if this would have happened you would have just given up and called it a day right you can't do that this time like this time around you have to keep trying you can't just stop and call it a day like you need to go or you're just going to hate what you become and what you live your life as. And you see a lot of those regrets that he that he had in his previous life. And it's kind of nice to see him reaffirm his himself from his f- former life. It's like, hey, I don't want to be this person anymore. Right. Now is my chance to not be that person again. Exactly. <clears throat> um, something else you learn is the all of the magic that the humans use is derived from the elven teachings all magic all magic comes from interesting okay from the elf from what the elves did in the great war so elves were essentially the first group of individuals to use magic and what rudy and all the humans are doing is essentially a copy a bad copy of what the elves do okay so we can expect that every i mean this kind of goes this can go hand in hand with every fantasy anime that elves are always top of the line magic users yes basically the same same mm-hmm. concept where elves were the were the originators and were essentially a knockoff brand of the original right so it'll be interesting to see if that we meet any elves in the future that'd be that'd be kind of cool i mean at, at this rate i would expect it now now that you say this <laughs> but at the same time now it makes sense that 
that Sylphie was able to partially, you know, like not make a full incantation to do her her magic. So like, yep, makes that makes sense. So of course now, plus one of one of she's a half elf, so one of her parents is full elf. Um, no, she's a quarter elf. Her father is half elf. Oh shit! I thought I thought she was a half. No, so her father was half elf, and her mother was like half beast or beast of something. Interesting. They, they don't talk about it. She's just like I don't know what my mother was. They just say that she was a half like beast demon person slash human. Okay. So he's half human. The father's half human. The mother's half human. She the mother is half beast and the father is also half elf. Okay. So given she's, she's quite the mutt. Yes. And then that's why her ears are that way. But her hair like they don't. She's like I don't know why my hair is this way because dad's hair is we'll say brown and mom's hair is blonde but my hair is green oh maybe mom has some talking to do So one thing that will kind of go into that perviness of Rudy is that he's, when it comes to Roxy, he's pseudo planting these quote unquote flags to help soften Roxy into wanting to be in this, at this point, we know as a part of his harem. Yeah. Uh, In the beginning of the manga, she Roxy was the only one. So to be fallen for Rudy, he, so saying things like my master and just kind of buttering up to her right she he does all these things to help in his words plant flags for the future when he is an adult and she will see him as an adult and want to be with him right um when just real quick there was there was like that one scene where roxy's like you know like because rudius was saying like lines from like pervy mobile games or whatever like saying certain lines to whatever and then roxy's like you know that's very sweet of you but say this to me again in 10 years and we'll see where this goes basically same concept yeah like she just planted a seed right there yep yeah from all the romance rpgs i think is what he said something along those lines yeah just the pervy stuff when it comes to roxy's ultimate spell oh did i write that down so his um like graduation magic event she does not tell him or excuse me she does not show to him the what the incantation does all she does is tell him what the incantation incantation is and expects him to be able to perform it to her and then what he does that basically proves that he has in this case surpassed her is that he is able to make that essentially hurricane sit in one location so the reason why they go out so far is because he essentially the incantation he has a hurricane that moves and what Rudy does is he makes the incantation but also makes a second incantation where it just funnels in one spot Mm -hmm. like a like a hurricane that doesn't move and like a targeted attack yeah exactly and that is what proves to Roxy that he has surpassed her yeah at least at that point yeah because at that point she was considered a saint class water user which we found out in like episode two Mm -hmm. and that's a big one is that he essentially was able to make the spell make it better without ever seeing it and 
and with also without a staff. Oh yeah, he didn't have a staff at that moment either. No, I think he he did have the wand, but he didn't have the staff. One thing that's crazy is when Rudy gets his staff, he talks about it taking two to five times less mana to create that spell than it would if he didn't have the staff. So that means two to five times more with that staff than it was with the wand. I don't remember exactly how they explained it in the anime, but the way I took it was that whatever spell he casted was multiplied. Yeah, and it's two to five times. Right. So, yeah, so it could be taken either way. Like, he could save mana, or he can use the same mana and get multiplied power. So it could be taken either way. Yeah. Also, he needs to make that spell last for an hour. So that's an... So basically, she had two criteria when it came to... Roxy's... Yep, Roxy's. Graduation deal needed to be last for an hour. It needed to last for an hour, and he essentially needed to make the magic happen, and it needed to last for an hour. And basically, Rudy did it for like two minutes, and Roxy's like, yep, you passed. Oh, I was going to say, because that shit happened very fast. Yeah, and it and it does happen. So he in... essentially mastered it that quick that it, that it didn't matter anyway. So because he was able to make it, master it, and improve it... She was like, yeah, you you win. You essentially win. In this case, you win. Right, because you're you're automatically better than me at this moment. Yep, exactly. Something else that happens is Roxy. So that letter that Roxy sends to Rudy, it does happen in the manga. The only difference is that it's significantly shorter. And basically, she talks about, kind of backtrack a little bit. The letter that he gets while still at home with Paul and all them. You remember that letter that he gets, and then Paul reads it over his shoulder, and Mm -hmm. that's how he finds out that Rudy stole her underwear. The Holy Relic. The Holy Relic, as he calls it. (laughs) Yeah, I put a star next to that one, Holy Relic. So Paul Paul doesn't actually know that that happened. Right, but he's proud of (laughs) his blood son, because he's just as... Mischievous, perverted. <laughs> as perverted as he is, yes. Insidious is also a, a good way to put it. Yeah, all those words. And ba- all she really says is that she's re- reached a god rank water mage. So she is a god rank water mage. So she's a she's essentially the highest rank uh, water mage that there Ooh, is. I don't. Me. I don't think the anime said she was a god rank. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think they talk about it at all. I, I think. I think they said that she reached something higher but i don't remember god being talked about at all because for as far as we know right now is right god is considered top mm-hmm. i don't think the anime touches on that i think they do i don't remember what it was because paul makes a reference how there are if you put all your fingers out and counted them yes there was that but she didn't tell rudy about her uh next step up until rudy was already with eris's family okay so um hey listeners this has got to happen sometime between episode i don't know let's just say six and nine that this had to have happened that that rudius received that specific letter yep so also i'm just hung hung up on the god yep title okay yep exactly i I was like, oh man, that's good to know. That is also when she makes a recommendation on when where he should go to school, mm-hmm. which I know that does happen. Oh, in that the, was much earlier. Yeah, it was like episode four. 
Has yeah, that's that's when he wanted Sylphie to go with him to a school, right? Might have been the same episode or the episode before. One of the one or the other. But it was like episode yeah. three or four. Yeah, that, I know. that part was early. Oh. But shit, if she hit God tier by like episode four, that's a whole it's one but hell it, of a leap. But it had been three two years yeah. since time was skipping at, we can we can basically assume let's just average it out, like not to be specific, let's just average out every episode was like two episodes or two years of his life just to put it quick, quick average if you want me to break it down i wrote some stuff down uh, in well, episode two they celebrated his fifth birthday in, and epi- in episode three he was six years old so but he she roxy roxy had left after episode two because that was when after his fifth birthday she left pretty much the day after his fifth birthday yeah that, that i think that makes sense because i didn't write anything about roxy in episode three and so it'd been about two years and she made god rank and then i'd already brought up that paul suggests 12 because that's when he left okay yeah i'm on board with that um, it didn't mean just like father like son type deal one thing that didn't happen was rudy never negotiated with the prisoners or excuse me with the kidnappers so you know how in episode five he tries to negotiate with the kidnappers yep for for the the gold pieces offered a hundred gold pieces to join the bandits yes so that that doesn't happen um he just kind of has a monologue about how he would have done he would have tried to negotiate with kidnappers at that instance because of his previous life only caring about money right and so that he doesn't actually try and do that and then there's another episode where uh eris is sleeping on that bale of hay and he goes and tries and take like steal her underwear while she's sleeping that doesn't happen either oh yeah i've got that that's episode six i put a star next to that one i wrote down mega perv he's seven years old he's 40 years old mentally and he's trying to steal her panties yes uh so that that doesn't happen so i guess that's one redeeming quality when it comes to rudy okay there you there you go manga slash uh there's a book yes that's that's where the anime gets super pervy so don't blame the anime (laughs) well you can blame the anime I mean, do blame the anime. Don't blame the original source. There we go. Yes, exactly. Also, if you remember during Eris's birthday where she is with that one noble... Potentially, he's like a potential prince. That's what I took it as. Yeah, it's, I mean, noble, prince, yeah. same no, concept. I think noble is a good way to say it. And she's struggling through this dance. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen either. Basically, during the party, she doesn't dance with anybody. And the first person she dances with is Rudy because there's these girls who are part of royal families see Rudy talk to Philip casually. So they take him as a part of the noble line as well. So they're trying to, you know, slip their way into a noble line and get so, themselves nice and wet so that he can slip in. And sorry, <laughs> Eris actually saves Rudy from some girls that are essentially trying to slip their way into the noble line. Okay, so at this point, it's almost opposite. Yeah, it is so the opposite. In the manga, Eris saves Rudy, but yep. in the anime, Rudy saves Eris from embarrassing herself. Yes, the only thing is that Rudy isn't really getting embarrassed. He's just getting hounded by some girls. Right, right. In the manga. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, And then after that, 
there's a so in the manga there's a couple dances that happen before the end of the party and the party ends by Eris's grandfather putting Rudy and Eris on his shoulders and like running out crying it's kind of funny it's kind of oh. funny to see it's, it's like tears of a of joy kind of thing okay. where he's just like oh my god I can't believe this is so sweet and all these other things so after Eris's party you see Rudy and Phil talking and Phil explains why Eris's mom hates Rudy. Well, what happens in the manga is you remember the library scene where he's talking, where Phil and Rudy are talking about all the um, beast maids and all them, all those other things? A little bit. That is when Phil explains to Rudy why Eris's mom hates him. So, what is that, two years prior? Like, basically, at the beginning beginning of rudy being i think it was like 1.5 years but yeah basically that yeah but pretty much right at the beginning of rudy being at the boris gray rat estate yeah is when he finds out about why she hates him oh so that was pretty quick versus finding out later and okay yes uh her name is hilda by the way the the mother the mother's name is hilda okay also to get rid of one other creepy thing is philip never says that he will tie up eris and throw her on his bed for his birthday for rudy's birthday you know what now that you say that i kind of have a faint memory that that was very fucking weird yeah it was was kind of gross yeah no that that doesn't happen either yeah thanks uncle for tying on my cousin so i can fuck her yeah yes let's that's very yeah let's get rid of all of that and go back to what normal should be yes then so to i wouldn't say ruin your favorite line but to it gets rid of it is it that line never happens in the manga oh let me see the base of your tail yes (laughs) that was never said in the manga that was never said in the manga okay how'd that go the so that scenario is happening but galane asks rudy to show her his most powerful spell and he's like well if we want to do that we got to go like two hours away in order to be able to for that to happen and then she gets all nervous being like no we can't go anywhere we need to let me do some let's let's do some other things so we don't go anywhere okay well shit he wants to go two hours away so there's not that mass collapse yep that just means he's that much that just proves how powerful he is yep that you could definitely say that one thing that you don't see that is super important that's going to kind of ruin what you thought about for season two is the mana disaster happens above the kingdom of Ro. so it happens right over where they were basically it happens right on top of right on top of the kingdom they're two hours away but because the calamity catastrophe whatever you would like to describe it as is so large it engulfs them anyway so it takes out that entire kingdom okay so you're saying the gray rat estate is also it's right on top of them so they no longer are together so it happens on top of the boris yeah that was literally right outside their estate as far as we know like so it doesn't it doesn't happen on top of the on top of paul's estate but because it was so large it does take out their the effect or the ball the like the orb thing itself like i i'm gonna let's just say the effect yeah the the effect so essentially the eye of the storm if you want to put 
put it in in layman's terms, yeah. happened over the kingdom of Roe, which is where the Boris Grey Rat right. estate was. Yeah, because as far as us as watchers, hap- it literally <sighs> happened right before their eyes. So Yes, so, and yeah. it, it's slightly different, but it's essentially the same. It doesn't happen right on top of them. It happens on top of the kingdom. They go that two hours away because... Rudy talks about how he will show him his most powerful spells. So they go the two hours away the following day after his birthday okay. to show Eris and Galene the spell while Rudy is getting ready to do the spell. The calamity happens. Yeah, that happens, by the way, that happens in episode eight. And as far as the anime goes, episode eight is so chock full of goddamn information. Yep. So much happens. Yeah, the cl- that's the very end the calamity happens and that's where this happens yeah one thing that's super important that they don't talk about is at the center of the mana disaster you remember how there's that sphere at the that's just kind of floating and rudy's like hey what's that oh i thought this was the mana disaster so at the center of the mana disaster is the sphere but what it is is that there is a individual that breaks free from that sphere and that's what causes the mana disaster whoa 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 okay so we see as anime watchers that there's a random crimson red orb in the sky yep which is hovering over the tower which is hovering over and then in episode eight it just fucking explodes big ass beam comes down to their planet expands everybody gets transported yep now what you're telling us is that when that happens an individual appears an individual breaks out of that sphere and caught essentially causes the mana catastrophe interesting and that individual's name is laplace okay okay well there's not not necessarily laplace but i think the anime laplace i think that's the way they were i I like i like laplace but i know where you're going wasn't he dead long ago so he was never dead he was sealed by those three heroes okay because i know like i didn't pay too close of attention but i know they talked about because i like the word laplace yep uh i think it's just a cool title yep but that's why it stuck out to me but that made it sound like i don't know if he was defeated or like he's non-existent or something in the past yep and he was essentially the head of the fight between the humans and the demons his goal was to make it so humans and demons were on the same same tier same structure as each other so they were equals to each other okay right now humans view demons as essentially servants or lower class beings and laplace was trying to make it so that either a humans were lower beings to demons or b at least equal to so laplace was the one that gave the superds the sphere spears to fight the humans to fight the humans yes so to give the demons the upper edge kind of yes oh that's the opposite of what i thought i thought you wanted equality not so he did but essentially what he was trying to do was he was trying to take over the human realm to uh-huh. either a become equals or b take over the demon like if he couldn't defeat them completely at least be equal to the demon 
demon realm. Okay. Or excuse me, be equal to the humans because at that point, humans and demons were not in the same class. Right. So that that was who gave the Superds the spears, which were cursed to essentially only want to kill things. Right, which is why his son, which is why uh, Ruger's son was on like a killing path because so Ru- the that curse. Was, no, that was Ruger himself that was on a killing, like all the Superds. And then his son was who was able to help him break free of, of yes. Of okay, that's okay. That's how that went. And then Rudy talks about how the distance between where they landed and the kingdom of Roe is the distance between Las Vegas and Paris, France. Like that's how far away they are from like each from other. west to east. Yes. Yeah. So so the entire stretch of the U.S. itself, the ocean, and then yes. going into Europe. Yes. Okay. So that's an extreme one. Yes. That that's how far away they are from where they started to where they landed after the catastrophe happened. That's an insane amount. Especially since there's no, like, technology, automobiles, or of any sorts. Yep, exactly. It Just to kind of put it in perspective of how far away they are from where they need to go. Then, one thing that's changed is they never talk about how they get rougered into... Well, so they kind of imply how they get rougered into through the gate. Through that first city that they go to, the one inside the crater. I thought he jumped the gate. Mm, no, that's how he got out, but the to get in they kind of implied that all they did was change his hair color and he got oh through. yeah they turned it blue yeah yeah well in the manga they give him uh rudy makes him a helmet and then they talk to they tell the guards that this he put on a cursed helmet and he can't take it off and that's why he can't <laughs> take it off okay we're gonna talk fantasy might as well uh, i'll buy it yep on top of changing this hair color to blue instead of green yeah so they do both but then they say that he can't take it with someone off okay another thing that i had mentioned that was super important is the spears the rouger or excuse me that the suppers carry with them they the spears that they carry are actually their tails that they're born with that grow into a spear and fall off their bodies when they become an adult so that is why they're essentially a part of their soul because it was at one point a part of their body okay that's um, why that's why it's so important to them is because it was at one point a part of their bodies okay i, I can buy the concept of that yep but it's still a strange but okay it, it is it's strange but it, that's what ruger tells rudy on why their spears are so important to them sure also another character development point is eris so you you remember when you see them taking that lizard across the country after they flee i wouldn't really say flee but after they leave that first city to go to the next one to the seaport they take a lizard yeah you see him on a lizard it's you just see this long period of time pass by and you just see him traveling maybe yeah well during that time period it's about six months it takes them six months to go from that town that cratered town to the seaport town okay that's a shit ton of time it is a shit ton amount of time during that time eris learns the demon tongue okay so she learns demon tongue she learns how to... now is there a difference between demon tongue and beast tongue it's the same they oh, it it's is just kind of inner inner okay. um they call it the same thing okay okay so she learns to understand what everybody around her is saying exactly okay. and that is exactly why she wants to learn how to how to speak it because she does not want to be left out of the conversation 
conversations. Right. She wants to know what's going on instead of just relying on everybody to tell her what's happening. So that's kind of a good, it's kind of, it's super nice because especially when you think about when you first meet her where she's like, oh, well, I don't need to know these things. People will just tell me. Exactly. Yeah. Dad, dad will give you money. I can get anything I want. Um, but with that being said, I don't think in the anime wise, I don't think she knows shit about a second tongue by episode um, 12. The only thing is they don't really talk in that language another time like they don't need to yeah like everybody speaks whatever they could be that too so it's just one of those things where i just don't remember having emphasis on aries no they don't they don't talk about it okay or even Uh, time going by that much um let's see one thing that's important but they don't talk about is dead end is now a um a ranked guild okay so basically the the only the next level they can get to is s ranked so they're and this was after they swapped so like did they get away mm. with that or was so that was by the time they made it to the sea town off the ocean where they're going to travel yeah they are an a-ranked guild at that point okay so it's just kind of important to see the progress that they've made from essentially a year ago when they were making dead end to becoming when they got to that sea town which is also why everybody knows who they are because they are essentially kind of a big deal at this point because there's not a whole lot of A-ranked adventurer guilds. Right. And that's where they all got their nicknames. Yep. Minus Rudy. Minus <laughs> You got like a face ass, fake ass nickname. So you remember that second time that the god appeared in his dream pseudo space? The second time? Yep. Was when he wanted to tell Rudy to give food to like the next commoner which was going to be that Kishirika girl, right? Kishirika, Kishiriku. Yes, correct. Yeah. It had been a year. Yeah, it had been a year. Uh, an additional year? An additional year. Okay, so, so from... at this point, Rudius should be like 11 and a half years old? Yep, exactly. Dude, the anime is not covering any of that. I mean, so you it's one of those things where so he gets that second premonition speaking to of the god, where yeah. he's like, hey, take the, the mission to find the pet. Yeah. And then from that moment until the next time he sees him is a year so it's six months traveling to get to the next location and and essentially he says that hey i kind of took it took a step back because your, your shit went wrong sh- my bad i mean it's not what i it's not what i intended yep i right. wanted you to just be like you're all you can't do this anymore go fuck off to what actually happened mm-hmm. so he's like i i just took a step back my bad do this and that's when rudy's like i guess i'll listen to exactly what he says and hopefully it'll be okay right and that's when the whole puppet deal and he had an inner battle about being a puppet yeah yep and then he just runs into her yeah so so a year had passed so rudy is probably close to 12 years old at this point and one thing that isn't super important but it might be super important later is kishariku 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 states rudy has more has a greater magical power than Laplace. Oh, okay. So that's something I feel like is going to be super important for the future. Yeah, that sounds like a magical 
battle about to happen. But as of right now, no idea what that means. It's just something to keep in oh, mind. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I should probably say a Maho battle. <laughs> Magical. And the only thing that's... There's two things that the manga does that is different than the anime as far as individuals. One, they make Rougeard a lot more menacing. Like, they do a lot more of dark shading whenever he's frustrated, these in these things are happening wherever he's pissed off. They just make him a lot more menacing to kind of play on that f- effect of be scared. You, yeah. Fear for your lives whenever a superb is around. Exactly, yeah. Totally on board. Also, the smuggler individual looks a little bit different. He looks a little he looks more menacing. He looks less trustworthy than trustworthy than in the manga. Well, are we still talking about that Gallus Cleaner guy or is it yes. something different? No, nope. same guy. Okay. He is different because he has an eye patch and he has a scar across his face, not down an eye. So the eye that has a scar, he yeah. has an eye patch over and then he has a scar that runs the length of his face. Okay, that's not what the anime shows. No. Yeah. So he looks very, completely different. Very less trustworthy. So besides those features, he looks exactly the same. I haven't gotten a name out of him yet. In the manga? In the manga, yes. So that's why... Okay, I mean, I guess that might be a good point because, you know, I watch my English dub with English sub. Okay. And, and every time that someone talks... They got the... That, that's out of place that you can't see their mouth movements they'll give a a character title's name so they gave me you know gallows cleaner okay so he's very suspicious at the you know at this moment at you know episode 12 so and that's where we feel that we are both left off at this point yeah yeah it it's we haven't gotten a name but that makes complete sense on why you have a name so i'm assuming it's the same person does the like the manga art yeah work out same or he looks very similar as far as facial features dress but it's just the eye patch and the scar is different yeah i'm pretty sure gallus didn't have an eye patch no he didn't have an eye patch he just had a scar across his yes right eye or something along those lines yeah there there was a scar and that's really all i have as far as the changes between the anime and the manga the only thing is when it comes to the manga it stops at chapter 29 just in case you want to follow along episode 12 ends at at chapter 29 correct okay so that's all i got lance do you have anything else no i'm tapped out at this point all right well i want to say thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the anime lounge podcast don't forget to follow us on all of our social media pages and on our spotify and apple podcasts don't forget to like and share all of our content to help grow our community 